You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Chris Johnson, partner and VA accredited attorney at Tagus McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we are talking resources for adults with special needs. Joining us for the very important conversation is Jen Stoops, a care manager for Arosa Middle Tennessee. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing both your time and expertise with us and more importantly with our audience today. So let's get started. Let's jump right in. What are some of the resources that are available for adults with special needs? We're talking housing options, work options. I think when people are facing this, they're just very quickly overwhelmed and not really sure where to get started in kind of these fundamental questions. So what do they need to know? Of course, it is so overwhelming. Yes. Well, so the res- there are, believe it or not, there are many, many resources out there. It's a shame that people don't have more um, awareness about those resources. And actually, once you kind of realize how much is out there, that al- almost becomes overwhelming. Because there is so much to weed through (laughs) and everyone's needs, every family's needs, you know, they're different. So I would say if you're, um, if you have an adult child or child with uh, developmental disabilities or intellectual disabilities, I would begin with the Department of Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities. And that's a tn.gov website tn.gov backslash DIDD. Um, start there because that will plug you into housing resources, employment resources, and just grants and funding, all kinds of information that um, can really uh, provide wraparound services for your child or adult child. Great okay. place to start. Yeah. And Tennessee did, obviously, a state agency. Is that where you would start if you were looking for an ECF waiver? Yes, that is correct. That's right. Can you tell the audience a little bit about what an ECF waiver is and and why that would be important? Yes, that is the Employment and Community First um, waiver. And that is, I don't know actually a whole lot about that to tell you the truth because I haven't had many clients who have qualified for that. Okay. Um, But that would allow um, an individual to stay at home and uh, find work, you know, find employment, stay at home and remain as independent as possible for as long as possible. And that's a big, that's a big theme in this, in, uh, helping uh, intellectually and developmentally disabled persons is kind of as much as we can keep and maintain some semblance of independence, right? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, the human dignity is is of the utmost importance here. And people, you know, individuals with disabilities are just like any of us. Um, they want to have a purpose in life. They want to have some sort of direction. Um, having a, you know, like some sort of structure in place, um, having a social outlet, which, yeah. you know, work is a place where we find meaning and importance and friends. So, yeah, um, that is most important. You know, sheltering um, our loved ones with disabilities is tempting because we don't want them to get hurt. <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah, it's very tempting. We don't want them to, to have to deal with um, all the pitfalls of life. Uh, but it's really a disservice. Uh, it isolates the person and, um, you know, disconnects them from, from meaning. Yeah, it's, yes. it's not good for their mental health, is it? No, to do that shelter. no, not, not at all. Well, and I love that you said the word dignity because I think that's a big deal. Like you said, that self-worth and, you know, your meaning and your purpose, just because you're developmentally or intellectually challenged, it doesn't mean you don't have those same wants and desires that other people do for, for self-worth, for, you yes. know, feeling like you're contributing to society and yes. whatnot. And we want to give them that opportunity. And the more opportunity they have to do that, also the, the less of a burden they are on everything. I mean, so yes. it's a, it's, it's a win-win for everyone. And then yes. I do love that what you said about when you get to the did website, that it can be overwhelming. We run into this. We have a phrase. We call it paralysis by analysis. People are afraid. They, they can't do anything because it's just so much. Yes. But would you agree that probably the worst thing is always doing nothing? Yes, for sure. Um, and, and what a great phrase you have there. I'm going to use that. I'm stealing that one. Good. Please do. Well, yeah, because people are, they're afraid. So often people are afraid to make the wrong decision yeah. when in reality, we all make wrong decisions from time to time and we learn from them and we get better. But if, right. if you don't ever make the wrong decision, you're going to be one step further away from finding that right decision. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, so let's talk about the special needs and, and the challenges. We hear the term special needs and it's, it's like this big umbrella term. People use it as, as a catch-all phrase. Yes. What are the common challenges you see as far as adult special needs children? Is it cerebral palsy, autism, or are there just, is it too hard to categorize? <laughs> well, you know, truthfully, you know, it's interesting. Um, you're right. It is a huge umbrella category. <laughs> um, it's interesting because when I first started working with Arosa, and I've been working with with people with special needs for since the '90s, but um, you know, so I've worked with a lot of different people in different areas, different clients in, in different areas. But when I started working for Arosa, uh, I assumed I would see more people with autism, cerebral palsy you know, uh, down syndrome. And actually that's not what happens. And I think the reason is that there, uh, mental health is something that, um, mental health and intellectual disabilities are something that are less easy to, to see, you know, yeah. th th those folks tend to slip through the cracks especially if they can kind of fake it till they make it type of thing. Yep. Um, you know, it's not as obvious. Uh, and 
and they, they just kind of flail around trying to make it. So we end up with a lot of folks who, you know, come to us with, with um, intellectual and developmental disabilities and mental health uh, issues, severe and persistent mental health issues, or just, you know, debilitating anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, and for them, it's even more difficult to get the help they need. I mean, talk about being overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Um, well, and you get, yeah. and when they get that help, it, it's, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. The stability and the routine that the help provides, it gets them into that is, those are two big factors in, in helping mental health a little bit, isn't it? Is, oh, is yeah. not having the curveballs. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, you know, having, well, especially having someone along your side can, who can help you navigate the maze of resources and systems. But then, too, yes, you know, just having kind of structure, you know, um, and direction. Because when you're depressed and anxious, everything feels impossible. You know, even yeah. getting out of bed can feel impossible. You know, so that uh, that is a lot of what I see. And, and I have certainly helped several people to, you know, to find employment, which, by the way, I just want to put out there a lot of adult uh, parents who parents who are, are parents to adults with uh, disabilities are afraid that if his or her child works, that uh, the child will lose the adult child will lose their disability through social security. That's not true. You can work a certain amount of hours and that's something that, you know, you'd analyze case by case. Right. right? Well, but, and um, that is a great thing because those misconceptions, the, those are obstacles in and of themselves. And I, I call them phantom obstacles because people believe they're there. And so yeah. they don't go down that path when in reality it was never there in the first place. Right. Right. That, that, that's right. Yeah. So I try to dispel those myths and then help people to connect to employment. And I've done that through, um, vocational rehabilitation, which is through the, uh, department of human services. And that is such a helpful program because it will connect an individual to a job that is possible for him or her to achieve. And they'll even, follow the individual for a while to make sure the person is successful on the job and also has any assistive technologies they may need or, you know, just any, any sort of help they may need to succeed. It's a, it's a fantastic program. That sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, so let's talk, uh, on our end, we have clients who come in and we've had clients uh, as late as their 80s and they come in to plan. And the reason they want to plan is they have cared for their adult special needs child their entire life. I, I'm always mm. stunned. Um, you know, I think all of us kind of look, life can be difficult <laughs> some days and we have, you know, the day-to-day -day stuff that comes up and, and makes life tough uh, on right. occasion. And I see these parents and they're in their 70s or 80s and they have without ever contacting did without ever, you know, getting an ECF waiver. They have managed to take care of their special needs child and incorporate it into their life. And they've gotten their jobs to work around things. And mm. now like Chris, we're in our 80s. 
We just we cannot do it anymore. And and that's their impetus. Hey, we need to we need someone else to take care because it hits them. We're not going to be here forever. And when someone comes in like that, what are the resources available for someone like that who has really kicked that can far down the road? What what would be your suggestions? Mm-hmm. Gosh. First of all, I'm so glad they're coming to you to do estate planning. Um, and, you know, uh, another option, too, um, for, from a financial perspective is, is uh, referring those folks to a lawyer who specializes in special needs. Um, uh, oh, gosh, what is that called? A trust. Sorry. Yes, special um, needs trust plan. Yes, Absolutely. to protect that money so that. Um, the adult child can make sure to tap into as many benefits available to them as possible. Um, and that would include, you know, for food and housing and, you know, I mean, I've had people who, you know, the adult child is not receiving, you know, all the, all the government benefits that they can receive. So that's important um, and honestly, not, not to toot our horn here. Well, yes, to toot our horn. <laughs> <laughs> toot, toot away. Arosa, I think, is a really good um, place to start because we can help people to develop an individualized plan based on the person's uh, you know, needs and desires and personality and, you know, what they enjoy, we can help find um, housing, which is obviously something that's going to be necessary, right? Yep. Um, possibly employment, um, uh, social opportunities, you know, there are day services um, and various resources that, that people can tap into to enrich their lives. So and and again, those those resources are myriad, you know. Um, but again, great place to to begin for them is Dids, but also um, the uh, the Tennessee Disability Pathfinder, which is oh yeah, a, tell us about that. Yes, oh, it's phenomenal. It's through Vanderbilt, and it's tnpathfinder.org. And you can actually plug in, they, they have this wonderful filter system where you can plug in service area, um, stage of life, topic of interest, diagnosis, um, benefits or payment options a person might have. You know, they might be connected to waivers or, you know, VA benefits or, well, probably not VA benefits for, for these adult kids, but for the parents, possibly, possibly, um, private insurance choices, waiver, medic, Medicaid, et cetera. Um, and you can look into what's out there, um, for, for all of the person's basic needs, but also for socialization yep. and yep. mental health and physical health, et cetera. When um, I think you said it right at the beginning it is for those that have kind of borne that burden themselves their entire lives, one of the most important things is recognizing you're not going to be there forever and getting your child plugged into the system so yes. that you, maybe you didn't need those resources during your lifetime. And, and you know, very good for you for being able to, to uh, provide that care. Uh, 
But once you're gone, that 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 ability isn't there anymore. And we need to make sure that those resources are available. And I think you said it with housing. Housing is going to be one of the most important ones because they've typically been living with mom and dad is what we see most often. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people quite realize what a big ask that is to go to another family member and say, after we pass, Mm -hmm. can our adult disabled child move in with you? And you may need to look at other options. You may just not have family members that are equipped or, or, or around or young enough to be able to provide that care. And y- you need to really think that through, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's it's never too early to start planning. Obviously, I recommend that everyone starts before their 80s. <laughs> that's right. Um, but sometimes but it's, but it's just, never too late either. No, as it's long not. as you were alive. And that's the other side of the coin. We had a uh, attorney reach out to us from East Tennessee and they, you know, they knew we specialized in this area and they were, they said, listen, we had this couple come in and, and they wanted us to set this stuff up. We just want to make sure we're doing it right. And so they kind of consulted with us. It was really nice. And we asked how old they were. Mom and dad were 96 and 95. (gasps) And they finally were moving their adult child. Their adult child was moving into an assisted living facility because they just couldn't care for him anymore. And their quote was, well, we just thought it was about time. And we all kind of (laughs) chuckled because we're like, yeah, it's about time. But, you know, now, uh, just like you, I, I wish they'd start early. You know, the earlier, the better the result, everything else. But at the end of the day, because they were both still around, a lot of good was able to be done for that child. And they didn't throw up their hands and say, well, we waited too long. And thank goodness they didn't because they were able to get their child in a much better position. Oh, absolutely. That's right. I mean, because I actually have worked with someone who was adopted by a single mother. She died younger than she thought she would. And here he was on his own. And he was uh, court appointed a conservator. And thank goodness, we know that lawyer. And he contacted us. And we've been working with this gentleman ever since to make sure he has everything he needs. But he was just in this place of, well, now what do I do? You know, he didn't know how to do life on his own. And if you think it's overwhelming as a fully functional adult, imagine what it's like for someone who's alone with a developmental disability trying uh, to tackle this. Yes, I can't. I, and I think about that all the time. Yeah. So it's never, you're right. It's never too late. We just need to just get in motion and, and, you know, there are a lot of entities out there that can help with that. Yep. I tell clients all the time, one of the things is you need to make friends in this community. I mean, you know this, Jen, we mm. talk about it, but I, yes. I, I give people your name all the time. You, you just, you know, bodies at rest tend to stay at rest and bodies in motion tend to stay in motion. You have to become a body in motion. You have to be out there and, and talking to these resources and learning. Every person you touch is going to be some, there's going to be something you learn and take away from that, that is going to put you and put your child in a better position. And so mm-hmm. there is work to be done, but when you find yourself surrounded by like-minded people, similarly situated, that's going to help you as well. Oh, yes. That's such great advice, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jen, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for being our guest and sharing your time and expertise with us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I I greatly appreciate the opportunity. 
Absolutely. Well, everyone, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Tagus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.